0: Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God, our Father, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text for today's message is taken from our Gospel reading from Mark, chapter 1, with an emphasis on these words. That evening, at sundown, they brought to him all who were sick or oppressed by demons, and the whole city was gathered together at the door. This is our text, dear brothers and sisters in Christ. Amen. You know, there's a running joke in the Concordia seminaries that no pastor should ever take a call to his home congregation, and the more I think about it, the more I'm convinced of the wisdom of this joke. In fact, there are a few good reasons this might be true. Parishioners may sometimes find it a stumbling block to submit to the authority of a young man whom they themselves have nurtured or taught, particularly if that pastor may have been a little bit of a rebellious, or a difficult youth. On the opposite end of that spectrum, however, the congregation may inadvertently find itself kind of wrapped up in a cult of personality. It may view that pastor as their hometown hero and not as a humble servant of the Lord. Regardless of the specifics of why this kind of arrangement oftentimes proves difficult, the central point is this, The function of the holy ministry must constantly be to proclaim the words and the deeds of Christ crucified and not those of the under-shepherd who ministers in his name. It is easy for us, poor sinners that we are, to get so wrapped up in an individual that we ignore what it is that that individual is saying to us. And thus, the message of salvation in Christ becomes diluted by our own selfish thoughts and impulses. Today's Gospel reading sees Jesus beginning his ministry locally. While not quite his hometown, Capernaum would have been a very familiar place to the young carpenter, who likely spent his adolescence traveling with his earthly father, Joseph, to Capernaum to sell the tools which were produced in his carpentry shop. This would have been a distance roughly equal to that of here to Martinsville up north. Likewise, the towns and villages of the Galilee region would have banded together for safety in order to make their yearly festal pilgrimages to Jerusalem. The point being that this was not foreign territory for the Christ. Rather, as we would say colloquially, it was his own backyard. So imagine what it must have been like for a moment for the people of Capernaum, who were familiar with this young man as Yeshua ben Yosef, the carpenter's son, when suddenly he begins proclaiming that the kingdom of God is at hand, and he starts driving out demons. Last week's text said, that the people who saw this were astounded. They were more than a little afraid and they questioned among themselves what had given Jesus this kind of authority. And now today, following the incident with the the demoniac in the local synagogue, Jesus and his newly called disciples take their Sabbath rest in the house of Peter, or as he was known then, Simon a local resident of Capernaum. Coming into Peter's house, they find his mother-in-law ill with a fever, and in short order, Jesus gives this woman healing. She, on her part, immediately gets up from her sickbed, and she begins serving her son-in-law and his impressive rabbi. Now, here's where the text really gets interesting. It says that the people who were Around Peter's home, who witnessed this healing, they went out and they spread the word quickly. And in the evening, once the period of Sabbath rest was ended, Mark recounts that they brought to him all who were sick or oppressed by demons. And the whole city was gathered together at the door. What a shift. In the span of a single day, Jesus went from being the carpenter's son to the hometown hero. And I imagine at this point, he must have been faced with a very attractive offer. You see, Jesus could have easily stayed in Capernaum. He could have lived in the familiar settings of his own backyard, and he could have enjoyed a long and comfortable earthly life as a respected local rabbi and as a faith healer, one much beloved by the locals for whom he would perform such wonders. But... That's not where the story ends. The next morning, after some time in prayer, Jesus announces to his disciples that, in short order, he must depart Capernaum. He would go out among other towns and begin ministering to them. For this, he said, was the purpose of his coming. What began in Capernaum Said the Lord, this must spread out to all of Galilee, to the whole nation of Israel, and at the very last, to all the corners of the world. Jesus, you see, was shattering the, ex- the expectations of those awaiting the Messiah's appearing. Even at this early stage in his ministry, he was challenging their conception of what the Messiah came to do. For he did not seek any personal power or glory, nor did he march his newfound devotees into Jerusalem to storm the capital. No, this Messiah, he hit the road to help and serve those who were in need. Today, at Faith Lutheran Church here in Bloomington, Indiana, we face a like dilemma. How do we share the good news of great joy which has come to us right here in our own backyard? How do we exercise stewardship in this congregation where God has placed us so that the proclamation of Christ rings out to our whole community? I would venture to say that the answer to this big and very loaded question, we might want to take a page out of Jesus' playbook and start small. For Jesus did not begin the mighty task of preaching, teaching, and healing by simply performing miracles to an awe-inspired audience in Herod's royal palace, but instead He began by laying his hand of healing on the mother-in-law of a close friend. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, in this congregation and in this community, there are, I tell you, countless opportunities to make the kingdom of God known in humble acts of service. We are surrounded each and every day with people who desperately need to hear the good news of Christ Jesus proclaimed to them in word and in action. And so in a million small ways, you are called to help and serve your neighbor in need in the name of Christ who first helped and served you. Accordingly, let us take the opportunity as members of faith to ask ourselves, how is our God calling us to proclaim and practice his love with courage and conviction in this congregation? What are the opportunities for service that call out to you and yet go unattended? Are there children in our Sunday school who need your voice to teach them? Are there ill and hospitalized and homebound members who need your time to come visit them? Are there poor and hungry and underprivileged peoples in this community who need your hands to feed them? Whatever call the Lord issues you in this place, take heart And know that Christ has gone on before you it is in his name that you serve for Christ went out from Capernaum into the region of Galilee to all of Judea and then to Jerusalem to suffer and die on the cross for the forgiveness of your sins but not just yours for the entire world On him has the Lord our God laid the transgressions of all people, and for each of them did he give himself up on the cross. But friends, I have still more good news for you this day. You are not Jesus. And at this point you can take a collective sigh of relief and say, thanks be to God. For the blood guilt of all the nations does not rest on your shoulders, and God has not called you to carry the burden of the entire world. You may be a local hero, or you may not, but the hero of all of our stories is none other than Christ, on whom the whole Christian church rests in heaven and on earth. Confident in his salvation, you have been called to serve in this congregation as its parishioners, as its people who are given over to humble and righteous acts of mercy. Congregational outreach in this place, in other words, starts with you. Yes, you who are listening today at home. The same Jesus Christ who healed the sick and who drove out demons, the same Jesus Christ who died and rose again for the forgiveness of sins, life, and salvation, has called you with an individual task and purpose in mind. He created you uniquely to serve in the way which he knows best. Therefore, dear friends, answer his call with all boldness, taking courage and conviction from your Savior who gave all things in service to you. May it be his unfailing love which you proclaim and practice among this fellowship of believers. May your efforts here, be they great or small, overflow into this community and into all the world that they too may glorify god serve your neighbor with gladness confident that he who calls you is faithful and he will surely do it in jesus name amen may the peace of god which far surpasses all understanding guard and keep your hearts and minds in the same christ jesus unto life everlasting. Amen.